0: Welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where they're open for business 24-7, serving hot, fresh food. Hi, Moan. Hey, DK. What's going on, man? Nothing. Did you apply
1: for the GM job? Did you do that? (laughs) I didn't, but I probably should have, uh, just because it seems like a nice gig. Not because it's fun. There's a lot of crap that goes along with it, but yeah, it seems like a nice gig.
0: And Omar Khan, of course, is the Steelers' choice. Uh, the, the team, let's put it this way. They didn't exactly walk down the hall and knock on the next cubicle, did they? I mean, this was 16 interviews, six second interviews, including Omar Khan and Brandon Hunt before Omar, the guy at the next cubicle, got the job. Uh, what do you think? First of all, your just initial impressions of him getting the job.
1: Glad of somebody that we know. Glad of somebody that's going to embody what Pittsburgh is. I think we've seen, you know, there's a lot of fuss made about we need an outside guy and we need all of this and we need fresh eyes. But let's be honest, the Pittsburgh way has worked. And I know it's not 15 Super Bowls or it's not seven yet or all those types of things. But the model of consistency has been the same for a very long time. And it's been a whole bunch of inside of promotion, too, um, with the sprinkling of guys outside. Ty Haley was a guy that was, you know, brought in outside of it but the the system in which everybody's drinking the kool-aid seems to be the right type of sweetness. You see what I'm saying? Uh, I actually did you see so it's 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 more of that and Omar is an extension of that too. We know he's been interviewing for other jobs other g m jobs for a while now and I ultimately do think it was a little bit of him that didn't take those jobs. I, I definitely think he was a serious contender, and they weren't trying to Rooney rule him or anything like that. But Omar's a very bright guy. And I'll, I'll say this, too, without skewing that line. He's one of those, uh, one of the guys type of dudes. What you that know mean? what I'm saying? No, like, no. I, I was flying through the airport one time, and he just pulled up pulled up on me just out of nowhere. And most of the time, front office people try to keep that separator. Yeah, yeah, Omar yeah, that I've was, seen. yeah, yeah. that that's him man he's not flying first class even though he could have you know afford that type of stuff and he's just real chill very even kill type of guy not a super high super low guy but he knows what competition is he knows how to of course as you know the numbers of who's worth what and how do you bring a team together and he's been right next to calf for years just in general like specifically right beside calf with uh the way he's managed the team literally in the building so uh This could be another model of consistency in which he's going to try to push forward the same way Kev has.
0: Well, let's talk about him standing next to Kev since you brought that up. Because here's my thing. With him, okay. I think of Omar the same way I think everybody in the football world thinks of him, which is he's the cap guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's the one that, and every time somebody signs a contract of some kind, and, and everyone goes, Omar Khan, the cap genius, <laughs> dun dun dun. And it's, it's like it's the only thing we'd heard about him now yeah. if he's standing next to Kevin Colbert and he's standing next to his other scouts and he's processing information. Mm -hmm. Is there hear this out? Is there a danger that maybe he starts thinking that he is a football scout guy? Do you follow me? Or is he, is he, does he actually have that football acumen? I don't
1: know. Yes. Yes, he does. OK. He's, you know, just as much involved as anybody else when it comes down to that thing. I'd almost I'd say this. Anybody that's in that building is a football guy. OK. All the way up to, to the film guys and all the way down like We've had conversations with, you know, the staff in the in the kitchen. In the cafeteria, like they know the game. They so actually
0: you,
1: do. You see what I'm saying? And I'm not making stuff up. Or trying no, to, you know, he's not. A, not trying to paint a picture of, oh, this is just a me gaslighting. No, they're, they're that good. They understand everything about the game. Omar's not been in that building, and you don't get this job. By just hanging on and just knowing the business, he's got to be. I'll say this: the role in which he's got to break down and watch film probably is going to escalate a little bit more because who he chooses to bring in is part of his job. You know, you got to be able to still build a team. You got to know the type of guys that you're getting. Like Kev said, and everything that they're doing. You know, we we look at the talent and we find the talent. It's on them to go ahead and flourish be the flower that they know they're going to be as far as their careers go when it comes to what Omar is doing like that's the other aspect of his job that he's got to take I think full steam ahead as far as what what guy what type of guy what does he embody and what does it do for this actual team I'm looking forward to seeing what his first pick is going to be
0: yeah you know you mentioned we've mentioned a couple of times here Kevin and When Kevin retired just now, Mm -hmm. a lot of what we heard, including from you, was about the human, about the humanity. And then we saw that come out, those emotions when he walked past the trophies for the last time to go to that press conference with Mike Tomlin and everything else. Um, I I don't want to attach one human to another and say, he really needs to be like Kevin Colbert or whatever. Mm, But that is going to be important in that role, isn't it? You're embodying who the Steelers are the yeah. way Kevin Colbert did for more than 20 years. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, no is is, is Omar that guy? Can he do that in his own way?
1: His attitude is going to allow him to be that guy because he's not going to take anything overly personal when it comes down to the job. I do think he's going to lean on people that's been in those scout rooms more and more and what did calv do. I've seen Kev do these types of things. And, yeah, you're right. We're we're hinging on the fact that the success of the Steelers has got to be very Kevin-like. And I think that's why it was easier for uh, Mr. Rooney in the front office to make that decision of, Omar, you are the guy. This isn't a passover to be, hey, yeah, you deserve this. No, he had to have earned this. And I saw certain people saying they wish they'd have grabbed somebody else, but... The, the way it operates inside of that building, everybody is on the same page. And I think that's what Omar comes into play as far as the decision making to make him the new GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers is everybody know that he was directly under Cav. And the way Cav's going to run it is going to be very similar. And there, there'll be some Omar Khan things, but in general, he knows it. He's been around the game. He understands the way a team is devised because he's the one that made everything fit. And trust me, the other aspect of what Omar has going on is we've had some crazy, uh, whether it's Le'Veon's contract, whether it's AB's contract, trying to figure that out, whether that's been Ben, whether that's been mine, whether it's been Marquise's, all across the board, the decision to let, you know, Bud get franchised and then go. Like this is just recent stuff, and he's been through all of these things, and and to see him be under—he's been in Pittsburgh since 2001.
0: He has. That's something that people I don't think are even aware of.
1: And he- that all to tell you is almost as if it's a, a a bottom to the top type of climb that he's mm-hmm. had, and it has been a long time. And before that, he's he was in the uh, NFL in 1997 with the Saints. Mm-hmm. Like Omar also speaks, I think, like three or four different languages also. <laughs>
0: He's an interesting individual. And it's going to be fascinating to see how he matures into this role. Although, again, it does seem kind of funny to say that since he's been around for such a long time. Uh, when we come back, let's talk a little about the defensive middle of the field. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. Mode. I was talking with Mason Cole. This week at OTAs and we were reminiscing, not necessarily in a positive way, at least not from the Pittsburgh perspective, about his effort in Minneapolis in clearing the way for 245 yards of Dalvin Cook. Uh, I know the game that got Joe Green to criticize the Steelers. OK, mm-hmm. and. uh and and Cole said, you know, hey, hey, you know, we can turn that around. We can, you know, we can be the we can be the guys that are doing that now. And yeah. I'm thinking, all right, that's pretty cool. But I'm also thinking, what is it that the Steelers will have done to address the middle of the field? Because the part of that that was so excruciating was that the Vikings just went. Boom. I mean, it, it was not messing around. It was like the first time anybody done that since Leonard Fournette in Jacksonville. Remember? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, no, no doubt about it, man. It, it's got to be met by some angry guys. Let's just be completely <laughs> honest with All you. All
0: right. Who's that? Is it Miles Jack? Is he angry guy?
1: It, well, I'll tell you this: the, the angriest of of either one of them that's going to start in the middle has to be Devin Bush. It
0: has to be, but will I, it be?
1: I I don't know if we we dove too too much into you know him not being his his fifth year option not being picked up. I won't front. I, I know I give first rounders a lot of uh, you know crap just as far as the, the the chances that they get and the expectations that they got to live up to. But I'd be pissed if I was him. You know, here he is hanging on the, you know, got all this baggage in his bag as far as moving up to go grab him. Like, they hadn't made a move like this since Troy Polamalu, from my understanding, going to get a guy like this in the Mm -hmm. first round. You are a legacy because your dad played in the NFL, which isn't his issue. It's just something that drags along with him. Coming from Michigan, you know, the way he played there, and I know the ACL kind of derailed him a little bit, but I still feel disrespected as far as not picking up my fifth year option because that that means that I didn't do what I was supposed to do and y'all don't trust me enough to get back on track with what I what you think I can do um so I'm playing both sides of just saying he's got to come out I'm talking about fast he's got to come out more angry more uh uh concentrated in everything he do Than no other year he's ever had before. Because if he has the opportunity to hit the market after that fourth year and they can't keep him that fifth, then he can hit his payday a whole lot sooner. You know, because that's the other side of of playing playing the game and loving the game, is you're trying to make a living out of it. And Devin is too young to be, you know, not being picked up as fifth-year option and labeled as a bust or you know all types of things that got to go along with that because you were looking at the middle we got Devin Bush Miles Jack and we got Robert Spillane as far as middle linebackers that we know and that we trust and as far as pedigree goes I'd almost say Devin Bush has the best out of all three of those guys respectfully he should yes he should he 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 should but the, the difference is is the tenacity and and I guess the will to show it every single game, which is what something I've seen Miles Jack do in playing against him and watching him on film.
0: I I know you like him. I I can't help but take that same thought, though, and and apply it to Bush because there were times last year. Look, I'd like to think that all of us gave him a pass on the knee injury. Okay? Everyone understands that it takes time to come all the way back from that. And when you're an athlete like Bush yeah. who relies on a single step explosiveness, yeah. okay? Every little bit matters. Mm-hmm. And when you lose that, this was the part that bothered me about him. It wasn't that. It was that he looked occasionally dispirited about okay. it. He looked he looked demoralized and and at the same time things that maybe someone like me who's watching the film and saying Hmm, that's not much of an effort there by Devin Bush. When I hear the head coach go completely to bat for him, mm-hmm. that tells me that the head coach knows what Bush was actually dealing with and trying to keep a positive mind frame
1: instead of ripping him. Do you follow me? Oh, yeah. And and Coach Teal alludes to those things that the D.C. will also. But, it, you know, like I know, none of that means anything except for he gets one more year, and, and it's, it's it's also – he has that first round tag okay he's gonna get that shot and technically and no not technically he is still a starter in this league Mm -hmm. let's not misconstrue that um but he's I'd almost kind of say a little bit with you know the transition of Vinny going out and Devin being the guy moving back in the leadership side of what was expected from him maybe he just didn't know And I don't want to give him that excuse, but you know, like I know, DK, it takes time to grow and to be able to understand how and why you play. And and not why you play, but how you play, how to be a professional all the time on top of having that year of trying to, you know, rehab that ACL back. I want to see him bounce back again. We know what Miles Jack got in from. He also has some older dues and also the lack of having an injury, too. That led him, that showed him how to be a pro. And that defense early on for him with Calais on it and Ramsey on it, like he was just able to play the game. Devin's gotta be able to do that this year. Not just that, but lead them too. When we come back on this
0: fine program, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do a, a very different Hey Moan segment. back to the Ramon Foster show in, in lieu of the normal hey moan where you know there's just one question and and I ask it for the person and then Ramon answers it whatever one of the things that comes this way a lot from people is how do I leave the hey moan like how do I do this okay well so our man George comes in here the other day into the headquarters uh, of DK Pittsburgh Sports and he's like we just gave George a headset George does hey moan hijacks the show basically <laughs> everything else and we had a lot of fun. Now, that's one way that you can do this. We usually tape this around 1230, uh, between 1230 and 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Now, that said, how you do this, Blake says here, and this could be today's Hey Moan, Hey Moan, 224 Fifth Avenue. I'll be guest hosting for the foreseeable future.
1: <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Let them in, DK. Hey, <laughs> Let them in.
0: I, I love it. So what I'm going to do here is let you know that you can leave hey Moans, uh on DK Pittsburgh Sports in the comments. We'll see every last one of them. Yeah. We'll go through it. And there's also uh, YouTube has comments as well. The YouTube comments tend to be a little strange.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like I'm going to, I'm going to, this is what we're going to do today. I'm going to read some of these just, just to have some fun here.
1: I actually got one to my email today also.
0: Yeah. They come, they come in a lot of different forms. First one comes from Trapped Out who says, y'all twins, LOL. (laughs) Me and Moon are twins. (laughs) Who would have ever thought that? (laughs) Who would have thought indeed? You know, I'd like to think we get along.
1: No doubt. And I'll tell you, you're my <laughs> brother for sure. But twins?
0: We are not, We are most definitely
1: not twins. <laughs> We're not even like a year apart. Like, we got a couple years in between us, DK. Somebody says, I want to
0: be the next George. No lie. <laughs> this is good stuff here. Is George now the standard, DK? I, I guess George is. Next one comes from Donald Copeland, who just says,
1: Foster insight. Multiple flame balls. Hold <laughs> and I gotta clear up again because it's something I learned. You can't overstate something when it comes down to this. That is actually me in the comments. That's DK in the comments. It's not. I don't have anybody running my profile on. That's YouTube. another
0: one too. Is this a Ramon bot? What is this?
1: No, it's not an auto reply. Like I'm actually putting your name in, giving you an answer to it, and you could tell it's me.
0: Jeff Rossi says, hey, DK, what time do you guys stream this? I was thinking about stopping by the downtown HQ for some merch, but I didn't want to interrupt the taping. No, you're not interrupting. Just walk right in. We
1: we don't care here. Yeah, a little bit of messy radio is good or messy podcasting is good.
0: James Lawson says, I think your show should be added to Steelers Nation Radio. No, Steelers Nation Radio should be added to this network.
1: Uh, Come on. Yeah. Y'all go holler at them. Uh, Bring them down
0: the street. Honestly, here Frostbite jumps in with, "I agree with Ramon on the run game. It'll also help the new era of quarterback until the playbook is flowing with our passing game." Yes. See, sometimes that's... they don't ask questions. It's just a uh, hey, you know. I heard you.
1: Yeah, that's my statement. I thought that was pretty good. I've met Frostbite too, by the way. Super cool guy. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I, I've met him a few times around here.
0: Somebody else says Stephen Orsini says, "Great job, George." See, I told you, man. George's. George is after my job.
1: George got to get it together. He can't visit as often as he thought because then you and me will be out of a job.
0: We can do as long as I'm running through these. There's one serious one. It comes from James who says, hey, Moan, what did the players really think of Colin Kaepernick and then others taking a knee in protest? And do you ever see him in an NFL uniform again?
1: That's fair. I think Colin's getting a little bit of a dip, dodge, dive, and dip out of um, just publicity. I do. I think the NFL knows they can lean on him. Think about it. The Raiders ended up saying that Gruden's gotta, his court case is going, you know, to trial. And then they released a statement they're working out random as hell, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Let me say this the, the, the kneeling um, during the anthem is deeper than people made it, you know, deeper than people are giving it credit for. At the time, right. It's, it's for people. Yeah, it it was for ri- equal rights, man. Like I tell anybody, I went on a tangent yesterday, and I'm glad you got it, you know in a little serious uh, aspect of it. Dk, the the way we are as people sometimes is very disconnected when it comes to empathy, when it comes to understanding, feeling what other people feel. And I think initially that's where the 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 movement of of kneeling kind of lost its way because you only saw it your way you can empathize with people to understand it their way as, as far as how they feel, what they go through, what they see. We're dealing with the tragedy of, um, you know, the other day of, we'll fall Texas. Day of Texas. Yeah. And you see a bunch of stuff that's deflected away from the actual situation. I'm not going to go on where I sit on it, but we as people just got to get a little bit more understanding and empathy for people not just oh man i feel for you no no like put yourself there put in in that school put one of yours there you know and those injustices of all races let's say that but when it's highlighted as you know people of color like put yourself in those situations too as we try to navigate honestly who we are as a people as of late and maybe we all need a break from social media typing that is sometimes you know the really dive into it so um that's a deeper conversation that's probably a show long dk when we start talking about the anthem and yelling and everything else but the cause of it is what we need to look at it of why you know and i know people have kind of skewed it because they're saying cap that you know hadn't started and hadn't played but it's the original reasoning of why Is probably a deeper conversation one day, DK. Yeah,
0: no question about that. And once again, if you want to leave a hey moan, uh, you know, do it through comments. That's the best way. We we will we will see them. Uh, We might respond to them on the spot, (laughs) but we also might set it aside for a show. Moan, let's do it again tomorrow. I'm with it if you are, DK.